art can mean different things to different people. For me, it's all about the joy of creating. So if you draw, paint, write, dance, sing, craft, play air guitar, or even sculpt using nothing but mashed potatoes, consider yourself an artist and join the conversation. For the next half hour, meet the artist, learn about their inspiration, and enjoy the beauty of creativity. Welcome to Art Talk with John Cole Artist. Well, I can't talk if my microphone's muted now, can I? <laughs> See, there's always a little something. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, John Cole Artist Show. Today's May 23rd, 2023, and I have an extremely special guest with me tonight. Now, I've been trying to get this person since I started this thing back in February of this year, but for some reason, she was a little resistant, but fortunately, I was able to twist her arm a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to meet Christine. Hi, everybody. So good to be here, and thank you for having me. And yes, he did twist my arm to be here. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, Christine, we obviously we share the same last name. It just so happens she's literally above me and to the right. So what I wanted to do is bring her on because not only is she my wife, but she is an intuitive. She's an animal communicator, and for the purposes of this show, she's also an artist and she's got some pretty amazing talents that uh, I wanted to share with you guys tonight. And Michelle's on. She says, hey, 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 you two. So excited to see this interview. Hey, Michelle. Yeah, Michelle was on the show a little while ago. She's a doodlist and she does some watercolor. So she's also got some of the talent bug, right? Just like us. She certainly does. She's amazing. She's so looking. I wanted, she's, I'm sorry. I said, she's such a beautiful soul. She is indeed. I was hoping maybe you could introduce yourself a little bit to our audience for those that might be watching that don't know who you are. Um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I am a communicator. I consider myself a translator. I communicate with animals and humans who are here in the physical world. Also, those who are not in the physical world. And I create paintings uh, from messages and images I receive uh, from those beings. And I call them soul paintings. I'm also a creatively fit coach. I'm in the process of creating my first online class, which I'm absolutely excited about. Um, I'm also becoming a cognitive behavioral coach. So I got a lot. A lot going on. Yeah, it sounds like you do have a lot going on. And I think a lot of that feeds into what you're doing in the art world as well, right? Because you said that, um, did you say that your paintings, your paintings, soul paintings, right? Yeah. Not spirit paintings, by the way, folks. <laughs> Just to be clear, it's two different things. Um, but the soul paintings themselves are, are um, was it wasn't really a side effect of your communication abilities, but more like a, like what, like a focal point or a destination or, or an option maybe? I don't know. How would you classify that? Well, the soul paintings really came out of um, my grief, really. Mm -hmm. I was grieving the loss of my father and it was a very dark place for me. And that's when I actually found painting because I had never painted before prior to that. And I found a program um, on Facebook uh, that was a 21-day painting and meditation class. And I found that 
through the process of painting and the meditations that went with each layer of the painting, I was able to get in touch with my emotions and with my grief. And by painting, I was releasing all of that. And it, I felt so much lighter and I felt more like myself. And it was through a conversation with my life coach um, that she suggested combining my communication abilities through animal communication. And now my new painting practice in painting the rainbow bridge is how we first came up with it. And I was like, wow, I can do that. And she was actually my first client. And it was such a transformational um, process and for both of us. And it, I found as much healing in it as she did. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And I just, it just brings me so much joy to be able to give that to somebody. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, Kim's on board. She says, hello, way to be persistent, John. Well, <laughs> it's like my middle name. And uh, our good friend Donna Walker is also watching. Hey, Donna. Love you too. Yeah. So thank you guys for, for, for watching. And for those folks that are watching on the replay, thank you also for watching. Um, yeah. Your soul paintings. I have, you know, one of the, one of the questions you already answered that I was going to ask is really where did your painting talent start, but pretty much with this. And this was how long ago? What a year, year and a half three ago? Years ago. How many? Three, three years ago. Okay. Uh, but still three years, um, considering, you know, where, where we both are in life, that's a pretty substantial accomplishment. Um, but it's a beautiful thing as well, because, you know, as, as you know, from doing your artwork and I know for having, you know, basically started my artwork three years ago as well, uh, having retired from the Coast Guard, um, it's, it's a way, what you're doing, I think is a way to help others. And we'll bring up some of these paintings here in a second, because you folks are going to love them. They're gorgeous. Um, but it's, but it's also a way to heal yourself too, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that combination is really, really nice. I think it's, it's kind of a win-win plus in your process, when you call yourself a communicator, who are we, who are we speaking to again? It's, it's, it's communicating with the essence of the being of any living thing, really. Um, but I just tend to do it more with the animals and humans. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's like bringing myself into a grounded state and asking permission to speak to this other soul, mm -hmm. whether they hear in the physical world or not. And they communicate with me through telepathy. So I get words, I get images, I get feelings. Sometimes I get taste in my mouth. Not always. It's, that's a rare thing. Right. But the images that I receive is probably the most prominent thing. And they're very vivid, very vivid imagery, the colors, the actions that are happening. And it allows me to relay that to the person who's receiving this communication or the reading and it gives them the information that they need to heal or to know that I'm speaking to the person that they're looking to speak to. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And um, I know that, you know, that I was extremely skeptical of, of your 
talents, not, not the art piece, but the communicator portion of it. Um, do you think I've changed my mind on that? I think over time, yes, you have, because this has been going on a lot longer than just being an animal communicator, because I didn't start that until 2019. And I think you were very skeptical prior to that. Um, and I think you've come around a lot and I think you've grown and I think you've grown in your own spirituality and to see how this work heals other people and how it affects other people and for you to talk to other people that I've worked with, I think that's given you the foundation to, I don't want to say believe or to get on board, but I think it, it has made you more open to the process. Yeah, I think I think when it comes to um, what's the word I want to use, not the spirit world, um, but those types of talents, things like psychic abilities, clairvoyance, clairaudience, all those types of things. You know, I've I've always been somebody that wanted to believe, but it's like Bigfoot, UFOs, and all this ghosts as well, right? Are they real? Well, you really you really have two ways of looking at it. You can either have the faith side, right? I've never experienced a UFO, but I believe. Or on the other side, you have that skeptical side where once I see it, I'll believe it. I mean, that's really, in my mind, the, the two different sides. Um, but folks, when it comes to Christine, yeah, I was skeptical. But what I'm finding, and I think 99.9%, .9%, if not all her clients, what she's producing really validates that she has something special. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to bring up, um, I've got your first painting. Um, I believe it's your first one. Yes. Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about this because you know when you did this, this is really a very beautiful, beautiful painting. Thank you. Well, this was my first one and I had no idea what I was doing. I was nervous. I was just trying, I was relying on my animal communication. Um, so I sat down in a quiet place and I just started to breathe and ground myself. And this image popped into my head and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to sketch it out. And in my own mind, I'm like, this is nuts. I don't know what I'm doing. This is, she's going to think I'm crazy. Right. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is what I'm getting, but I trusted the process anyway. And when I got on the Zoom call with her, it was, she, it was like pulling teeth. She's like, just show me what you got. And I'm like, you're going to think I'm crazy. And she's like, just show it to me. So I showed it to her and her jaw just dropped to the floor. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Mm -hmm. So she proceeded to tell me that she had a vision board in her room that had those exact colors on it and those hearts on it. And I had never seen her vision, which, I mean, she lives in Georgia, I not loud, you know? So it's not like I could have ever seen any of this. Mm -hmm. And how she interpreted this was that the person that I was reading for is that they were watching over her. And this was proof because of the colors and the hearts that they could see her vision board you know, and that she was on her path. And I was, I think I, I was completely, full. I think we were both floored that day. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
And then I continued to give her more information outside of this painting. And even to this day, she tells me that she's so grateful for it because it brought her so much healing, just having that reading. And, and she hangs the painting in her office and she looks at it every day. And that just warms my heart that I was able to connect her to her loved one and that they could find healing in this process and that they could communicate together. So, I mean, this, this, what I do isn't from me. It isn't something that I solely do. It's, it's a co-created thing with the other side or with the other person or with the divine. And it's something that's, I'm a part of, but it's not, it, like I said, it's like I'm the translator. Like I'm receiving the information and giving it to the person as I interpret it. Mm -hmm. And then they take the healing and they take the information from that. And they can choose to receive or not receive. And sometimes they don't. And that's okay. Right. And um, Lucinda writes, unless we can prove it doesn't exist, I believe. I like that. <laughs> it makes it really makes things uh makes life more interesting and of course we know tracy hi tracy she says hi 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 tracy um so yeah the the idea that you're interpreting these messages so you're you're that vehicle mm -hmm. for the messages mm -hmm. and what i found really interesting is is when you because you've done this live. Yes. Right. So I, I, I know that your, your process, right, is you, it's, it's Zoom-based, right, your process? Mm -hmm. Typically, right? Yes. Um, but I do know that you did this live in front of a studio audience. Um, <laughs> how, did, how, did the, how did your first time go? I'm just curious. Oh, my gosh. The first time I was absolutely terrified. My knees were knocking. I was, I was shaking like a leaf. I was trying my darndest to keep myself, you know, in control. Um, but as nervous as I was, it got to the point where it's like, it's not like the divine took over or the person I was speaking to took over, but they brought such peace to the process that despite the fact my knees were knocking, mm -hmm. it, it almost calmed me down. And the first time I did it, I couldn't even look at the audience. I was so nervous. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just have to face the person I'm talking to and doing the reading for it. And that's it. Right. And even from the drawing that I did and the first bit of information that I came out with, like people were gasping because they couldn't believe the accuracy of the information. And again, it's not coming from me. Right. Coming from the other side. Yeah. People don't know that though, where they're watching, right. Which is what right. really makes this such an interesting thing from a, from a skeptical perspective. Right. Cause mm -hmm. I re I remember that very clearly mm -hmm. and the, the things that you were saying to us in the audience were like, how does, how does any of this connect? How does any of it make sense? Right. Because again, these things are personal in nature. Right. Right. Um, and yet I remember him sitting on the stage and everything was clicking for him. It's like, 
even though even though the imagery, the iconic, the the iconic iconography, no, 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 I can't speak. Even though the imagery was something that we weren't familiar with, they meant something. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the image that I received was, and how I explained it to him, I said, it's like, I'm seeing like the Mother Mary, she's all lit up, she has all this bright light around her, and she has the heart, like the sacred heart, and I mm -hmm. couldn't think of what we call that here on earth, and he's like, that's the Immaculate Heart, and I was like, oh, okay, and he, when he said to me, that's the church I go to, that's when everybody gasped and yeah. I was even floored. I was, and I said it, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm even shocked. <laughs> you know, just getting that image and him saying that's my church. And I was just like, Whoa, I'm, I'm getting chills just talking about it. Yeah. And the way he spoke about the person that I was connecting to it, it was such a, a loving space, even though it was emotional I don't, and people ask me, do you get emotional when you're doing these readings? Typically, no, because I'm connecting to that, to that other soul. And they're in such a loving, peaceful place that I'm not feeling the emotion of the person in front of me. Does right. that make sense? I, well, I mean, yeah, I guess it does, because I mean, you're also, you know, as the conduit, I would think that there would need to be a little bit of, of, I don't call it just, just detachment, but a little bit of separation there. Right. Because, because I mean, the question then would be, as you're receiving these images, you're receiving, you know, whatever it is, right. The smells or whatever, you know, how do you, and maybe this is something that just comes with practice, but how do you distinguish between that and you, right? Because I mean, you're going to have your own opinions, your own feelings on whatever imagery is coming. And I would think, right. Well, in the process, it's like, I don't exist anymore. Hmm. If that makes sense. It's like, I'm so detached from myself okay. and that I, to keep it a pure experience, I'm just allowing this information to download. Right. And I'm just, speaking it as it's coming in as I see it now that's not to say that there are times where I question it and that's when I know I'm too much in my head but then if I can separate myself from that and just trust the information mm -hmm. and say this is what I'm seeing this is what I'm hearing and allow the other person to validate the information not for me but for themselves right Right. Well, yeah, right. And that way, you know, that that, that that's, I, I suppose, is one way that you know that you're a part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jerry's on. She says hello. Hi, Jerry. Now, I'd like to uh, shift gears just slightly. Um, so soul paintings, primarily outward focus messages from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. um, some of your work recently has been more you, right? Mm -hmm. more personal more yeah in a, in like bring up one of your one of your recent paintings here and talk about that so this is something that you did not that long ago mm -hmm. and maybe you could talk a little bit about this painting yeah i sometimes get these um images in my head like this one mm -hmm. and that this image and a couple of others have been in my head 
for a while prior to me doing the painting. And I kept, it kept popping up in my head and popping up in my head, but I was kind of avoiding it and being resistant to it. It's like, I knew I wanted to paint it, but I didn't have that confidence to paint it. So I just kept pushing it aside and pushing it aside. But when I started doing um, inner child work, mm-hmm. they these images came more vividly and more often. And I finally just said, okay, I have to sit down and paint these. And these paintings are my inner children speaking to me and speaking through me and speaking through these paintings. And this was um, an image of her feeling very weighed down by, it's like carrying the weight of the world. Right. Like that's what it feels like. It's like she's carrying all of this trauma, all of this pain, all of this anger. Some of it's hers, but not all of it. It's like it was passed down to her. And she's been carrying it all this time. And it's like once I did these paintings, I felt so much lighter and so much relief. Kind of like when I did it back in 2020, when I first started painting, it's like by allowing her to speak through the artwork, I'm healing. Yeah. Healing that trauma. And I don't even have to know what it is, what it's about, what the situation was. I'm healing the emotion. I'm allowing the emotion to come out and it's releasing from my body and it's allowing me to feel more myself. And and it's, and it's, you know, from an outside observer perspective. Now I, I, you know, these really aren't these ones that are very personal in nature. They're really not meant for public consumption necessarily. Right. I mean, well, not initially, but I am planning on sharing my artwork, my inner child artwork with the world because I feel like other people can relate to it. And if, and they don't need to know my story behind the painting. If they can relate to it and apply their story to the painting and find healing in it, mm-hmm. then I think that's a huge win. Well, I think it well, right, and I'm glad I'm glad you're going to do that because I think these are very they're very deep paintings. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, when you understand the context of what you're looking at, um, you, you get it, you know, it's, it's, you know, the, the visual arts are much different than the verbal arts, right? We can say the cow is Brown or the cow is purple, but we're all going to have a different interpretation of what that means. Right. So sometimes getting thoughts across in words or in speech specifically is difficult. I mean, how many times have we texted somebody which is just something like, yeah, okay. And then the person on the other end, because they're misreading it, takes it completely out of context. And then you have this big issue on your hands when really, you know, it just was a simple thing. I think your paintings, because they're, they are open to a deeper understanding, especially when they're a personal painting like this one. I think when I see this and I understand what I'm looking at, right? you kind of get it. And that I think is a great thing for relating to people. Um, Now, um, the next picture I want to bring up uh, is by far my favorite. 
And in my mind, it really, it really says something. So maybe if we could talk about this a little bit, this, this painting folks, just when I saw this, I fell in love with this painting because it's just got so many surreal elements to it. Yeah. I'm sorry, were you going to say something? No, what's the story behind it? I mean, I, I love it. I mean, it's by far my favorite. I have to be honest, it kind of scares me a little. <laughs> but this um, is basically about my inner child being angry at me. Oh. Being ang it's, it's anger at myself and, and how much she just, or I just, trying to find the right words to express this, but it's, it's a lot of anger towards myself of not putting myself first and always being the people pleaser and being um, the one that's not doing the self care right. and just kind of floating through life and not, not standing up for myself. And it's like that abandonment, that self-abandonment. You know, people talk about other people abandoning them, but this was me abandoning myself. Yeah. yeah. And, and now that I was finally connecting to that inner child, she was showing me, this is how I feel. I am so angry at you. And I even heard the words, I hate you. Yeah. When I was doing this painting. And even with some of the paintings, I found myself getting really anxious to the point that I wanted to stop. Mm. But I had to pause and I had to calm myself down and be like, it's okay, you're safe. Because my inner child does not feel safe. Even with me, myself, she doesn't feel safe. And so I had to pause and be like, I'm in this with you. You are safe. You are loved. I'm here now, finally, to take care of you. Right. And to, to let you know that you're not alone and that what happened to you was, wasn't your fault. Well, I I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. It's just the way that she's expressing herself and, and showing me how she feels so that I can heal those feelings so that I can be here to help others on their journey. Yeah. And it's that, that, so, so the two sides of the coin, mm -hmm. two sides of the same coin, really, because the coin is you on the, on, on one side, you have this, this capability to basically connect with um, the other side in order to help the living carry on to, 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 to have a little bit of closure, perhaps, mm -hmm. you know, I suppose it depends. And then on the other side of the coin, you have this, this uh, ability to really start to tap into your inner child and then bring forth these paintings, which coincidentally have impact on other people as well in a healing sort of way. Um, Kim had made this comment here about the previous feels like so many of us can identify with that same story of carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders, arguably, the second painting, I would imagine, can do the same thing. Because I think deep down inside, I think, what, the number one fear is? Abandonment. Abandonment, right? So that painting in and of itself just 
says that's why maybe that's why it said something to me when I saw it, which is why I stole it, put it on my wall, and the next thing you know, you borrowed it back and I haven't seen it ever since. But either way, hopefully I'll get that painting back. You'll get it back. <laughs> so believe it or not, we're already running out of time, but I would like to ask you what's next? What's next for you? Well, um, like I said at the beginning, I'm creating an online course um, to teach people how to connect with their, with themselves, uh, with their inner child, through art, through painting, um, so that they can um, discover who they are and discover the emotions that they have trapped in their own being that are holding them back. And that's why I started this is because I've been doing work on myself for at least 10 years now, but I always felt like there's something holding me back and I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's, it's that trauma, that childhood trauma that's been holding me back that I've never dealt with or looked at or allowed myself to. And through this painting practice and other elements that I'm able to get through this. And I can, sh I want to share more of this with the world. I want to be able to share uh, these gifts with people because everybody is an artist, I believe, and everybody has talents and it could be through drawing, painting, baking. Right. It could be the art of being a coach. It could be the art of, I mean, everything in life is art. We are <laughs> art. I mean, that's why they say create your life. You're creating your life. It's the art of you, right? And to share yeah. that with the world is so healing for yourself and for the world. And I think that's important. Yeah, I love it when you said, and I had never, ever thought about this before, but we are art. Yes. I, uh, that is a beautiful concept. So how would people get a hold of you if they wanted to reach out? Well, they can either email me at soulpainting72 at gmail.com, or they can visit my website, noellechristine.com. It's okay. N-O-E-L-L-E, christine.com. So it's soulpainting72 at gmail.com? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you guys want to reach out, ask her perhaps for a soul painting. She'll talk to you. Alternatively, her website at noelchristine.com. Beautiful website, by the way. As a matter of fact, uh, although we're running out of time, I will mention she's written for two bestsellers. So she's bestselling author twice. So she's got a lot to say. She's got some very powerful messages and some wonderful messages. Christine, thank you so much for finally saying, yes, I'll do the podcast. <laughs> Well, thank you for having me. And I appreciate your persistence in getting me on here. So yeah. Yeah. I, I can be a persistent little guy when I really want to be. Yes, you can. <laughs> uh, and Michelle, just to close out, the world needs your gift, Christine. Gifts, Christine. And I concur. Oh, thanks, Jim Michelle. writes, you are a bright light shining the way for others. Thank you, ladies. I love you all so very much. And I really hope that you can choose yourself and really find something and it doesn't have to be painting. It could be anything. Find something to help you connect with yourself and rediscover who you are, who you really are. Right. And remember art, anybody can do art. Yes. You don't have to have talent. Well, let me reconsider that. We all have talent. You don't have to have experience with art to be an artist uh, because really it is a reflection of who you are. And, and that's, that's always a wonderful thing. Right. So. And it's not about perfection. It's no. about expression. Right. Yes. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Christine. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. 
Thank you so very much for joining me on the Art Talk podcast, where it's my goal to bring artists together to talk about their craft. If you'd like to join me for a conversation, please reach out via email at johncoleartist at gmail.com or by visiting my website at johnrobertcole.com. So until next time, keep crafting, painting, and inspiring others with your creativity. You make more of an impact than you know. See ya.